Hey, Craig. It's all on you. It's all on me. Can't you see? It's all on you. It's all on me. You and me. Can't you? It's all on you. It's on me. Hey, Craig. Hey, Craig. Hey, Jeff, we're going for Hello. a three-game winning streak. What? what? Yeah. That's who, amazing. Who, um, <laughs> who would have thought? Certainly not me. Well, and and we'll be playing Stanford, and this is the uh, Podcast versus Everyone, episode 139, Stanford Preview Edition. Um, I am Craig Powers. With me is Jeff. Jeff, so me. Stanford Stanford is about as befuddling as we are. They just yeah. don't make any fucking sense. Like they beat Oregon and they lost to Kansas State pretty poor badly. Uh like I don't I, I don't know. I don't know what to uh I don't know what to think about that. But on the whole, when you look at the stats on the whole, they look like a pretty shitty team. But then they have Yeah some tip top games where they've played really well against USC and against Oregon. So, you know, they're just, they're a hard one to figure out and they're probably sitting there looking at the Cougs. Like I don't get them either. Like what, what are we yeah. even going to get from them? So, so we'll, we'll try to do this preview based on the yeah. information we have, but who the <laughs> hell knows what's coming on Saturday. Yeah, We'll be, be like, we, we have no idea what's going to happen on Saturday. We, we don't know which team is going to show up for either team. It's going to be fun. Woo. All right. So yeah. let's let's start as we always do with WSU's offense versus the other team's defense. And that other team is Stanford's defense. So one of those things that, again, is hard to figure out is WSU on the whole, their offense has been awful this year. Passing has been awful. Rushing has been awful. Um, really nothing has been good. But on their last four drives – They've scored touchdowns. So, yeah. so did they turn a corner or did they were they just playing a bad defense? The good news is they're again playing a, a not so good defense. Like so um it's 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 hard to say. Uh I the, I do know that Stanford kind of patterns out the same way Oregon State did and where they are very bad against the run and very and decent against the pass. So maybe there's something there to that because WSU kind of started their run in the second half against Oregon State with some nice chunk rushes like from McIntosh and Borgie. So maybe that's where they should start here and hope they can pick up some ground on the ground and, and get the offense rolling. Yeah, I mean, I'm always skeptical of, you know, run to pass strategies you know it's always to me it's it always is sort of like a like a little bit of a chicken or the egg kind of thing with all that stuff um but you know yeah it's it certainly seemed like there was a little bit of correlation there there was a little bit of you know this happened then that happened so um 
it's you know it it is it is a little confounding uh i've I've used that word a lot (laughs) over the last (laughs) the last week or so uh you know i'm probably overusing it at this point but but I'm, i'm sort of lacking you know good terms um you know you mentioned stanford's you know inconsistency um you know when you think stanford right i mean we we've talked about this for years like they they sort of built on that you know that mythical you know intellectual brutality stuff that uh david shaw was so into but um you know to to look at a stanford team that's not good against the i mean their defense just has not been uh really hasn't been good for years um you know for being honest what you know what whatever it was that they were doing you know 5 6 years ago they are not doing anymore um, and it's it's kind of wild to look at you know a Stanford team that is um, 124th or sorry 112th in defensive success rate uh, against the rush. Um, you know, it, to, to me that's or you know, and they're what 114th in EPA per rush. Um, it, that that's yep. just I mean that's uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's even worse than than what Oregon State was. Yeah, they're, so. they're giving up they're giving up 0.2 expected points per rush. So that's a lot. You're talking every five rushes is worth a point here, you know, an expected yeah. point. So yeah, they're they're giving up uh, successful runs too. Um, their their success Explosive rate runs 124th. Yeah, so 112th. Yeah, so almost to, you know close to half of their runs are successful. They're giving up big runs. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I of course we never expect WSU to be a running team, but I'm, I'm hoping they, they can have some success in the run because that really seemed to get them going against Oregon State. Maybe yep. takes a little pressure off of Jaden when the other team has to pay attention to the run and, and, and has to be afraid of that. You know, it's very old school, but at, at this point, you know, we don't know exactly what Jaden can do. We, we've seen the best of what he can do. Well, hope maybe not the best but but again they're playing a team who's better against the pass uh still not great against the pass but like they're you know they're top half um so yeah that could you know they they did fine against usc they did fine against some other passing teams that so it's we'll, we'll see how it, how it goes but um I, i'm hoping that the combination of Dion and Max can can have a nice game again, like they did in that second half against Oregon State, and hopefully do it for the entire game instead of just a half. Um, although, if you're gonna have one good half, scoring four touchdowns on all your drives is, is good is the way to do it. You know, you, you usually yeah. don't need a great other half if if you do that. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it's it, it it'll be interesting. Uh, WSU uh, just. It, we we just don't know what to expect and but at least now we have some hope that there is we we've we've seen a higher ceiling than we were expecting um and so hopefully maybe the receivers are maturing you know the the younger receivers are maturing giving more opportunity which means maybe they're creating more space for our our star receivers you know i i know that rolovich praised the receivers this week so maybe they can continue to grow Stribling and Ollie and and Hobart and and just give Jaden more options. And yeah. it does seem Jaden is starting to spread the ball around more. So maybe that's a positive. And maybe 
they can yep. continue the good vibes. I don't expect touchdowns every time, but hey, if, 31 points in this game would probably be uh, enough, honestly, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing that's super interesting about it is that lots of receivers are playing right now, which is definitely not something we yeah, expected. Last year, he was, yeah. last year and, and in Hawaii, it was four or five guys almost all the time. Yep. Right? Yep. And now we're looking at, I mean, they're basically doing the air raid thing. I mean, they're, they're too deep. They're rotating through. Um, you know, you're seeing lots of, they're not, they don't seem to be rotating too much on the outside. Um, it seems to be mostly on the inside, uh, rotating those guys through with, uh, you know, with Harris and you mentioned Hobart, you know, Calvin Jackson and, uh, Lincoln Victor, um, you know, all those guys seem to be rotating through on the inside. And then I think, uh, like I said, on the outside, it seems to be mostly Ollie and, and Stribling and Stribling continues to impress, you know, continues to look real good. Uh, for a freshman man like every time I watch him he reminds me of Marquise Wilson now like I like I can't not see it like they are just like they're the same build they got kind of that long almost gliding gait that they run with um, yeah so very very cool very very exciting um, you know with Delora it's uh, I I don't know what's real um, you know what I do know is he was uh, incredibly accurate in the second half, which is not a thing that we, uh, that I thought we would say about him. Uh, I, I won't say ever, but definitely not this season. Like I kind of thought, okay, you know, this guy's going to have to you know, really work on his accuracy, which, which isn't by the way, typically a thing that quarterbacks dramatically improve on. Um, but man, he was so very, very good. And so, you know, he's kind of go, okay, is he, is he kind of gotten something figured out mechanically a little bit? Is he, is he doing a better job? Is he, do you just get lucky? <laughs> you know, it's like sometimes people just get in the zone. I don't know. Um, but I do know that, you know, if he's going to fire darts like that, uh, you know, for the rest of the year, you know, what this offense is capable of is, is obviously very different just to put into context how, um, how good they were on Saturday. So I'm looking here at, uh, their EPA per pass um, before last game and then now after last game. So before last game, they were 106th um, in EPA per pass. Uh, now they are 90th. <laughs> so, so, so they, yeah, they jumped 16 spots just based off of that one game. There, yeah, and we talked about it in in the uh, in the re, in the last podcast. But yeah, they they were uh, they were 0.4. Expected points per pass over the course of the the entire uh, game against Oregon State. So you can only yep. imagine what it was in the second half. So yeah, that yep. that that's just not, that that you'd be like top of top of the country, something like that. You know, if if yes. if you're doing that, if you did that um, every game, yeah. And and I and I and they actually their their EPA per run was also really good uh, against Oregon State. They were at uh, 0.168 points expected per rush. Uh, that would put you in the top twenty, of uh, if if that happened over the course of a year. So and Stanford is a, is a, an equally maybe even worse run defense than than Oregon State. Uh, so if if they can improve on that or keep even keep that up, like that that that's very positive. What they really need yep. to do is and what they've really struggled with is too many negative and no gain rushing plays uh stanford get stanford gets about two and a half non-sack tackles for loss so if they can get under that number if they can keep it to one or two uh no gain or negative rushing plays i i i feel like yeah they're 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 due for a a a nice 
rushing offense, a nice game on rushing offense, and maybe in turn Jaden can be as accurate as he was. And and really it comes down to the blocking. I Jaden, what I, I think what happens with his accuracy often is he sees what he wants to see and just lets it fly, and he doesn't set his feet. He doesn't. He doesn't get. Yes. He's not. He, his footwork is not always the best. He fades on the passes. Whatever. I've, any any old Kook fans will. It sounds like Jason Gesser, but um, and maybe it's just a Hawaii thing. I don't know. But yeah, he. You know, we've seen him. You know, he had a wide open touchdown against Cal, and he kind of faded away on the pass and missed uh, Travell yep. Harris. Or was that it against Oregon State? I'm trying to forget. Maybe it was against Oregon State last week. Um, it's. But yeah, he's fading on some passes and. And, uh, uh, and, and so, but then in, the, in that, in that second half, he was, he, he was, he, he was firmly in place. He was getting the blocking. So if, if they can, you know, Stanford's got 12 sacks this season so that they get to the quarterback, but we see Jaden doesn't give up very many, but really it's key. It's not just how many they, they Jaden gives up. It's how often he's being pressured because he doesn't get caught very often. So it, it's it's really about is are they taking him off his spot? Because we saw against Oregon State, if he can sit, he's he's gonna like our receivers are in a place where they're getting open now, and he can yep. find them. He's moving through the progression a little more. So so yeah, offensive line, block, block for him, yes. and let's see what happens. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. So. So yeah, I mean, their Stanford's defense isn't very good. Uh, let's. It'd be great to see WSU to keep keep it going, keep keep the momentum going. Yes. Uh, from yes. from that nice performance. <laughs> yep, we like momentum. <laughs> Big momentum. It's our favorite fans stat. We're um, moment, momentum per pass. It's a new stat. We made it up. Momentum so per uh, rush. let's let's switch over to. Uh, to what Stanford's offense has got for WSU's weird defense. Um, obviously, a big thing for Stanford this year was, much like WSU did, WSU started with the more experienced quarterback, and then, uh, and then event, and then it, midway through the first game, the uh, the younger, more talented guy came in. And so Stanford started the season against Kansas State with Jack West. And midway through the game, Tanner McKee came in, and, and it's been him, and he's been pretty solid uh, up until a three-pick game against Arizona State last week. But Arizona State's defense is pretty damn good, so it's kind of hard to judge him on that. Uh, yep. But, uh, but yeah, so he's but he's been very good. He's definitely a, a, a guy that can punish a defense. Um, he had not thrown any picks before that. If I if I'm right, I think I'm right on that. Uh, so those were kind of his first three picks. So um, if WSU can be as good as Arizona State's defense, maybe they can hold him down. But we do know that WSU is not as good as Arizona State on defense. <laughs> Are you sure? This is the but team they, they only been, gave up. They only gave up six points to Cal. But they have been pretty good against the pass, particularly. Um, yeah. when it comes to big downs, uh, yep. you know, they're, they're 27th in EPA per pass, but they also are, uh, seven 63rd in, in success rate. So, but it's, it's cause they're getting those timely sacks. They're getting the timely, 
knockdowns, the timely interceptions. Uh, so they, they've been able to be timely, and that's made them effective against the pass overall. Um, I think they're definitely going to need to do that here because Stanford has been very good on first and second down. Uh, that that's where they make that's where they butter their bread because they are awful on third and fourth down, which is yeah. weird. Usually teams that are good on one are good on the other, but Stanford is well, just not. Here's what I'm noticing. So I, I find sort of this entire set of of statistics to be sort of wild. Um, okay, so you mentioned so they are you know good on first and second down, and, and they are 24th in the percentage of their first downs that come on first and second down. Okay, great. Um, some of that I think is uh, also a little bit of a function of third and fourth down yep. being bad, right? They're not getting first downs on third and fourth down. They are, you know, as, as we know, Stanford, we, we, we sort of talked about, known for, you know, power football, running the ball. Um, they are, sorry, uh, uh, where's the stat? I was looking for there. Hold on. Uh, runs on first and se- early down, sorry, early down rush rate. So they are 20th nationally in early down rush rate. So they run the ball on like, I, I think first and second down 44% of the time, which is 20th in, in the country, 20th most in the country. And yet their rush, uh, success rate. So in other words, the, the number of times they run the ball and gain sort of the necessary number of yards to stay on schedule is 124th nationally so they are running it a whole bunch on first and second down almost half the time they are successful less than 30 percent of the time (laughs) and so you know they are on on the occasions i think this is probably what's happening you know when you look at their offensive success rate for passing it's 41st nationally right 43 percent of the time almost um they're they're actually successful my guess is what's going on here is like that when you're looking at that early downs EPA and things like that, um, th- they must be hitting some big plays with passes early, but are on early downs at times, but are really, really, really committed to running the ball also on those early downs. So I don't like it. It, it would strike me as a very David Shaw thing. Um, you know, the, the, the old phrase, you know, to cut off your nose to spite your face, you oh, know, yeah. right? Like, like the thing that they are good at is the thing that he will not let them do um, very often, uh, which, you know, I think sort of plays into also, you know, I'm sure this was on your list of things to talk about. They are 130th in field position. <laughs> Their field position is terrible. Um, and, and it's like, you know, they just. Uh, well, yeah, see, d- defensive field position. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, when they're giving they're, the ball to the net, other team. Their net field position. Yeah. Yeah. Their net, oh, field, net field position, position is 130th. Yep. Which is, yep. yeah, funny because David, I, I think it was the game last week, he punted yes. against Arizona State, punted four times yep. inside the opposing team's 50. That's and if you're doing that, you should have a good defensive field position. But their their average field position for their defense is the 41-yard line. Like, how are you doing that when you're punting from the 41-yard line all the time? <laughs> like, like, how the hell are you doing that? And what, another thing that's, uh, yeah, that's confounding, because that's the, the, word of the, the word of the week, right? The word of the week. Yeah, they, they have the, um, and now, now I've lost my train of thought, because you, you, you threw me off on the, uh, on the other one. That was my other one I was going to be, the confounding thing. Oh, so, so when you're talking about the run game, they're, they they have this two-headed rushing attack. 
they have Nathaniel Pete, who was good last year. Got, like his whole career, he's done nothing but gain more than six yards a carry. Um, he leads the team in carries with 49. Uh, second on the team is Austin Jones with 42, who missed an entire game and got more carries against Arizona State than Pete. He's averaging 3.8 yards a carry, but he's getting carries more or equal or sometimes more than Pete. So I don't know why that is. I Maybe Pete is just not a guy. He, I mean, he's 5'10", 195. That's a pretty standard size. Like maybe just, maybe Shottis feels like he's not a guy that can carry the load. Because it seems like you'd be giving it to that guy that's getting six yards a carry a lot more um, than the guy that's getting 3.8. I know Jones is kind of catches the ball more out of the backfield, so maybe they think he's a little more, uh, a little more effective in that way, and so he's just on the field more. Uh, but but it's very strange. Um, not sure what's going on there with David Shaw right now, but we do know he makes eight point nine million dollars a year. <laughs> Thank yes, you, USA Today. Yeah, which is again, you know, pretty pretty wild when you think of what they what they haven't done, um, in in, well, in, in a, some amount of time. So I'm pretty wild. Just thinking, Stanford's football program can't be that big of a revenue generator compared to those other programs that have the big payments. I mean, they have a fifty thousand seat stadium that they don't fill. Yep. Uh, they get the same amount of TV revenue as we do. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, yeah. Maybe they just they they see the value of uh, having a prestige uh, football team, and uh, they they see it beyond the uh, just just the ticket revenue. Um, so yeah, it's you know they for you know obviously for a long time they kind of didn't care about football um, for lack of a better way to put it, and then they decided under Jim Harbaugh that they did care. And that they wanted to be good and, and, you know, and then they got good and, and now it sort of seems like, I don't know, did they, did they decide that they don't really care about being good at football anymore? I don't know, man. Stanford's a weird place. Um, it's, it's not a place that I would, that I, that I would ever try to understand. big brains so. over there. The brains are so big. Like, how do you even, it's, how, how do, do you even, even manage? How do you even get them inside that and get them inside that helmet, man? I don't know. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, funny, th- funny thing about Stanford's offense, same as always Stanford's offense. They have a bunch of big fucking receivers. Uh, Assholes. They're, so their their top receiver, Elijah Higgins, is 6'3", 235. He's the short guy. Uh, John Humphreys uh, is 6'5", 210. Benjamin Urosek is a tight end. He's 6'5", 235. Bryson Tremaine is is out for the season. He was their big uh, 6'4", 207. He was a big red zone guy, uh, but he's out for the season, got injured against Oregon, had scored a touchdown in every game up until then. Um, yeah. But still, they've, and they, they don't really seem to have had many guys fill that gap. Uh, so they are, kinda, they are down a receiver and don't really have another one that has stepped up. Uh, they do have Bryce Farrell, who has two catches for 80 yards this year, so... Watch out for him. Yeah, um, he he's a kickoff and punt return guy as well. Uh, but but yeah, so a, a bunch bunch of big guys again. Uh, you know, is that going to give our secondary trouble? Our secondary has been playing pretty well. Um, 
Ar- that maybe that could be tough for Armani Marsh in the middle, um, guarding a, a six-five tight end. But you know, Oregon State had a huge tight end, and and he didn't really do that much. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, Are we concerned? Yeah, big receivers don't concern me as much um, as they did at this point. Uh, you know, Jalen Watson has you know contended with all manners and all sizes of receivers for some time now uh the only one that's that has really kind of gotten the best of him was drake london and drake london gets the best of everybody so uh that doesn't that you know i don't feel uh particularly that that, that doesn't change my opinion uh too much so yeah i i mean i like our chances to you know continue to um you know be solid in the passing game here i like our chances to um you know continue to get pressure uh you know I, i just you know, as, as we kind of talked about on Monday, I, I do worry that there there might be some sort of, you know, just odd statistical universe regression coming uh, on some of this stuff where maybe the sequencing doesn't work out quite as well, where we don't get, you know, a, a, a negative play in, in a key spot or um, get a turnover, you know, deep in our own territory or whatever it is. Um, you know, I, I do worry that those kinds of things are going to come back around at some point. My, my hope is maybe they come back around in an avalanche against a team that was going to beat us anyway. Um, The only thing that's kind of in the back of my mind with Stanford's offense is David Shaw. Now, maybe this was a leech thing. I mean, you mentioned that, you know, we, we sort of had their number um, under leech and, you know, we, we've sort of made light of the fact that we probably shouldn't make light of this, but um, you know, that, you know, we sort of made David Shaw cry because he couldn't figure out, you know, he just was so like, could not figure out how to beat, uh, how to beat Mike leech. And, you know, there was a time there where he would sort of, you know, he was kind of pulling out all the stops to try and beat us. Um, you know, there was, there was one year where, I mean, would they throw the ball one year, like 70% of the time or something crazy yeah, like that? Like they just, yeah. They just came out and threw the ball and threw the ball and threw the ball. You know, we ended up winning the game anyway, but it was like, you know, the, you know, Shaw just decided, okay, I'm going to flip the script. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. I I wouldn't put it past him to try and and do something a little bit weird to try and mix it up. Um, I mean, I know Leach isn't here anymore, but I'll bet, I'll bet, I'll bet <laughs> they really, really, really want to beat us because um, there, yeah. there will be nobody, nobody on that team, uh, no player who has beaten us. And for Shaw and his assistants, it has been a long time since they beat us. I think 2014, right? That was the last time. Um, 2015 2013 2015 2015 2015 the, okay christian mccaffrey fumbled oh yeah that god damn it i forgot about that yeah you're right so it's been a while it's been a minute and there's nobody left on the team player wise that that's done that and i'll bet i'll bet they look at wsu and go how on earth could that team beat us so many times um so they'll, they'll probably be gunning for it i would think and and much like last week with the the winning streak against the Beavs, this is another winning streak that I would just love to see continue. Uh, the winning streaks against the, uh, you know the, the in division opponents, the Pac-12 North opponents. That's really cool. You always know you're getting yep. the that those wins against them. So love to see Cougs beat Stanford. Um, you know I'll be back in Pullman, watching it. it it'll be. B's only game of the season. It'll be Gigi's first game, um, so uh, they need Woo-hoo. to come out and and, and beat beat the Cardinal. 
because I don't want Gigi to be, you know, B's still undefeated. I don't want that to end yeah. for her. Yeah. And I'd love, excuse me, and I'd love for Gigi to be undefeated as well. So yeah, uh, I, uh, let's, let's, let's take the streak to five. Yeah. That's a, that's a fifth year senior. Doesn't even get, and of course we got 60 year seniors now too, but, uh, but th- that would be a 60 year senior because we didn't play Stanford last year. So, um, so yeah, yeah even a 60 year senior, if they beat them, beat them on, on a uh, Saturday, would have yeah. never beaten WSU. That would be fantastic. Yeah. You got yes, you love would. when you can get through an entire class. So let's let's go ahead and do that. Um, yeah. Now let's. Uh, I think that's a perfect time to take it to our predictions. Um, you know that Oregon State game did nothing to dissuade me from continuing to do the first half, second half. It flipped. <laughs> it flipped the script, as you said earlier it, with yes. David Shaw. It flipped the script yeah. a little bit, but uh, it was still two completely different halves so uh yep. let's let's roll with your first half score all right so i am thinking that this game uh see I'm, i've talked myself into something different now so i put in my picks uh for pj's gambletron and i'm, I'm pretty sure i took the under whatever it was and now i'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm talking myself into this game maybe being a little bananas the like total is being, somewhere around 51 and a half. Uh, yeah. Whatever, whatever you love. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I took the under um, thinking something like, uh, you know, 31, 21 or something like that. Uh, but now I'm, 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 I don't know, man. Okay. So I, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm, I'm going to flip it and just renege on my bet. And I'm going to say this one's going to get a little wild. I'm looking at, uh 17 17 at half so we got we got some scoring 17 17 at half um and then oh it now it's my up. turn no no oh that's no. right that's right that's right sorry 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 you'll figure this that. out eventually you'll figure Maybe. it out eventually probably not all right so yeah okay I'm so there we go po- 17 I'm, 17 and a half for me i'm thinking points in the first half as well uh i i i feel like wsu is going to keep this this vibe going on offense um so i'm gonna go 21 17 and a half cougs okay i like it all right now give me your final all right so again i'm, I'm thinking weirdness i'm thinking i'm thinking bananas i'm thinking just like it's it's gonna go crazy um it's gonna be a a, a pack 12 as we go to after dark right because it'll be dark by the time the game ends, uh, so I'm going to say this thing ends up, so 17, 17 and a half, um, ends up 37, 34 Cougs. Oh, boy. Yes, it's a shootout. Going to be let's getting get weird. out of there at 830, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's get weird. That, that sounds fun. Um, I think it's one of those games where they, I'm going to go say they score a bunch in the first half and then it slows down in the second half. And I, I think it'll finish like, each team with 10 points in the second half. So I said 21-17 at halftime, so it'll be 31-27 Cougs. I'm sorry, we both picked them to win this week. Um, so no idiot gifts. Yeah. Um, I do not <laughs> want the idiot gifts if they lose because that's not as fun. Yeah, um, no, that's not as fun. But I, I do think I feel good about this. Uh, uh, CFB graphs numbers like the Cougs, 
Uh, Bill Connolly's numbers like the Cougs by a very similar margin by three or four points. Um, that surprised I, I the hell out of me, by the way. Both. Of yeah. Those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stanford's basically had a big peak in a, in a, in a big valley and, yep. and, you know, coming to Pullman ain't easy and nobody likes it and, and has not went well for Stanford lately. So let's keep it rolling. 31, 27 for me, 37, 34 for Jeff. We're, we're picking the Cougs this week. Um, I love it. Uh, you know, although I did love, thank you for all the idiot gifts. Um, that was really fun. That was fantastic. Just as, as I'm getting ready to watch my, uh, my, uh, fiance's brother get married, just scrolling through my phone, trying to reply to everyone, uh, with their idiot gifts. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's all we have to say. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, at the Craig powers on Instagram at Craig w powers you can follow jeff at pod vs everyone you can email us questions and comments podcast vs everyone at gmail.com um you can rate us five stars you can leave us a review you can tell a friend that the old-fashioned way say hey yeah i like listening hey. to this podcast you should listen have to you listened too. to this one it's awesome yeah so um can't wait to i I hope this all doesn't come crashing down but i i I just wanted to feel positive vibes for one goddamn week and and i I want to keep it rolling so uh with that i say go kooks jeff go kooks craig black lives matter black lives matter and get fucking vaccinated yes you should